glory, honor, and power to our God. Hallelujah, Lord, we worship you, we bless your name for you, for you are good, you are great. Great is your faithfulness, Lord. We appreciate you, we give honor to you. Adoration to your name, Lord. Thank you for being here with us, we bless your name. Thank you for this evening, Lord, we worship you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you, Lord. Almighty God, awesome God, we bless you. Awesome God, we praise you. Our King and our God, we say thank you. Lord, we worship your most holy name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, you are awesome in this place. As you are awesome everywhere in the whole world. You are awesome in this program. You are awesome here today. You are referenced here today. You are honorable here today. Lord, you are perfectly exalted here today. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we give glory to you. Adoration and part your name, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your goodness over our lives. Thank you for everything. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. As we lift you up here today in the name of Jesus, as your name is lifted, we pray that, Lord, you will take charge. Holy Spirit, you do your things again. Lord, you will do it even, Lord, to please you and to have your name praised in the name of Jesus. Lord, we bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, you are welcome, people of God, to the Bible class today, family Bible class. This is Family Faith Clinic, the banner of the Fruitful Father and the Fruitful Family, uh, uh, the Fruitful Foundation, rather. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. The Lord has sent us in this ministry to the family. Having, having, having had victory in our family, having had victory, the Lord also wants want to extend the same by himself unto those families that God knew that he will visit. And we are reaching out every day like this, I mean times like this, uh, at least to fulfill divine agenda for us. We believe that the Lord is the one himself that will minister to all of us. As we are here today, we will see the Lord in the name of Jesus. The Lord will meet us in the name of Jesus. And we are going to experience his grace here today in the name of Jesus. We are going to experience his mercy here today. His anointing will flow. His power will flow. His mercy will be extended to everyone in the name of Jesus. So you are welcome to Family Bible Study. We bless the Lord. We give glory to God for our teacher who is here. Who will teach us in the word of the Lord. We bless his name. We have uh, we recorded uh, this last week. And uh, the, the recording wasn't good because of some issues one each or the other and we intended in that last week to re-record it again 
they reduce it to the same message and make it more full and uh, uh, explicit. So, and we bless the Lord that the Lord Himself we uh, teach us His word today in the name of Jesus Christ. We have really prayed, and uh, even we have been, we have fasted, uh, not for this program only, but for the fact that uh, we just have to prepare ourselves. So we believe that everything that will be said here this today, the Holy Spirit will help us, especially our teachers, who have been preparing, praying, and preparing. God bless us. Last week. We had to bring it as we said. Of course, we recorded it, but it wasn't good, it wasn't okay. So it's uh, so we had to do it full now. We bless the Lord that God has given us good weather, and He even give us better one. Uh, as from now, we praise the Lord. Hallelujah. To God be the glory in Jesus' name. Uh, as a way of introduction to our message, we. I just have this to say, knowledge, 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 this world is a world where we crave for knowledge and where we pay prices for knowledge, where we go extra mile in gaining knowledge, we are not talking about uh, educational knowledge here only we are not talking about societal awareness or whatever it is that we can give a uh, reason for having this kind of topic our lack of knowledge leads to destruction according to the scripture the bible said my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge but we want to learn how is it that lack of knowledge can lead to destruction. If the Lord said it, what did he mean by saying that his people are destroyed for lack of knowledge? What is in the mind of the Lord? What is it that the Lord himself wants us to know about himself, about the world we are, the world we are in, about himself God about where we are going after this world who we are presently and how are we really enjoying the presence of the Lord as the glory of the Lord fills this earth as water covered the sea already we thank God for instance this uh, uh, medium with which we are speaking to you now is a kind of knowledge and we thank God for this knowledge, which means that we are not really talking about, we are not, we are not going against scientific knowledge or educational knowledge, knowledge. But there is knowledge that meets all knowledge that we have had or we want to secure in life, really work for us and be beneficiary to us. And uh, uh, we thank God because God has given us his life. Himself, God himself is the most center, that should be the center of knowledge. 
center of our craving, the reason for our craving for knowledge. God himself will be. And we find that that, but many of us we are suffering for the lack of knowledge of who God is. You can pray to know things and to learn things and to uh, have the uh, uh, acquire knowledge of uh, of things in life, but there is a knowledge that we all must not miss, and that is what we want to begin to speak about. May the Lord us in the name of Jesus. You see. The knowledge of God is what we want to center upon. Of course, our teacher is here. So we bless the Lord because we can't say much now because our teacher is already on ground. We want to put the word in his mouth as the Holy Spirit has already sent her to us. And he has taught, uh, taught her. And God has taught her by himself. And she is here by the grace of the Lord to deliver that which the Lord has uh, asked asked or given to her for us this moment. I want us to welcome our sister to the glory of the Lord. Sister Grace, Honor Rugman, go forth. And she's here by the grace of the Lord. All of us, uh, both of us rather, we have uh, we are hoping in the Lord that God Himself, looking up to Him, will really teach His people directly. So today, just listen with all with rapt attention. Excuse me, with rapt attention, such that you will miss nothing if the Lord asks you to join us here today, and the Lord leaves leave you with us. You will miss nothing. In the blessings of the Lord that is prepared today in the name of Jesus. She is here. You are welcome, ma. God bless you. God bless you, sir. Blessed be the name of the Lord for his mercies endure forever. We magnify him for another opportunity in his presence. <coughs> to teach us himself in the name of Jesus. We bless God that He has given us the Spirit to teach us. The Holy Spirit is our teacher, He's our counselor, director, instructor. He's going to instruct you, not me. And so that Jesus will be glorified. I hand it over to Him in the name of Jesus. Today, we know last week, as I said, we, we tried to bring this on Monday last week. We tried to teach on this topic by the Holy Spirit, but probably because of the weather or something, the thing was not good enough. We are sorry, we are sorry for That's that. That's why we didn't publish it. That is why it was not published. The same thing ought to be done last week is what we are repeating now. And it is God that gave us the topic. How lack of knowledge leads to destruction or death. You know, it was God that raised this matter among the Israelites. And thank God we are the spiritual Israelites. 
is talking to us still. Even to every human being, because he is a creator. God said in Hosea, Hosea is after Daniel, you can check with me. Hosea 4, verse 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no more priest to me, since thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will forget thy children. So, what are we talking about? Knowledge is power. As I have said, you just have to seek after knowledge and have it. Educational logics, societal awareness, and all the rest, as you have said. But there is a knowledge that gives everlasting life. Don't forget that we are strangers in this world. And we are pilgrims too. We have a place in heart that we are going, especially as spiritual Israel. Even those that have not known Christ, that grafted, grafted us into the lineage of Abraham, that caused us to become spiritual Israel, you have the chance today. There's still opportunity as long as the saints have not been raptured. So as a Christian of God created in the likeness of God, the, the, the message is for you too. That you seek a knowledge that can give you everlasting life. It's good to acquire the knowledge you're acquiring. It will help you live comfortably here on earth. Educational knowledge, we cause you to find good job and the rest. Societal awareness can take you far in the world. But the world is not the end for any human being. As somebody who is three in one, in terms of half a soul, which is the real you living in this clay that we call the body and you are connected to the spirit of god so you're traumatized so if your spirit being and someday you will leave this body after it's going to be destroyed and laid in the soil to decay the you that is spirit your soul is you and it has an abode with god that created it so the knowledge of that god gives eternal life so when you acquire the knowledge on the earth, as good as it is, it will only make you comfortable in this body, in this present life that is not permanent. This life is transient, is passing away, ephemeral, not lasting. But there's another world called heaven where the Creator lives, which He desires to take us to. That one is eternal, eternity. It doesn't count time, it's forever. The you inside, the soul in this body that is you, will live there forever, especially if you know 
Christ as your Messiah, as your Savior. So, if you have not known Christ, that is part of the thing you must know. To live eternally. So, when we are talking about eternal life, let's quickly, because we still come to Hosea 4.6, but let's quickly go to St. John, Gospel according to St. John, chapter 17, verse 3. John, Gospel according to St. John, chapter 17, verse 3. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. For the soul that is in you inside this clay body, to live eternally, you must know the true God. And Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. For if you don't know the true God, that is the other side. And the Christ that is sent, you won't have eternal life. What does it mean not to have eternal life? So thank God for knowledge, educational knowledge and all knowledge. They go with the world and perish with the world. You will bear witness with me that a professor having the, the honorable gown, certificate, everything that I, I, that I cause people to address him as professor, or a PhD holder, and everything he has, the gown, the certificate, and every writings and public, uh, publications that make them to be honored in the world cannot even be transferred to their children. How much more taking them to anywhere? When they die, they are left in this world. No child will inherit it, they perish in the world. That is knowledge perishing with the, uh, the person that has killed them. But we are talking about a knowledge that will cause you to live forever. And that is the knowledge of the true God. So if you have accumulated knowledge educationally, whatever form, and you have not accumulated the knowledge of the true God and the Jesus Christ that he sent, you will not live forever. And whosoever does not live forever is destroyed. He is dead. What do I mean? When you say you acquire knowledge and you, are, you become a professor, you acquire knowledge to the extent that they call you doctor, so, 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 because of your uh, uh, title or whatever. If you have not known the true God within, you perish and go to hell. The real you that lives forever that cannot die, the breath of God that cannot die, either go to eternity with the true God where Jesus Christ is now at his right hand and live forever, enjoy forever in bliss, in happiness, in joy. Or you go to everlasting fire. Some people used to say, the affliction you pass through in life is the fitinacy of God, is the torture of God, is hell itself. 
for the only person that came from heaven is Jesus. And he's the only one that went there and still alive up to today. He's the one that said there is a literal place that burns with brimstone and sulfur. Yet, too, too black, too darkened, and too hot. Created for the devil. Literally, that is called everlasting damnation, everlasting hell, the second death. So, aside Christianity, aside afflictions, tortures, and consequences of sin that one or the, 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 whatever the devil must have done to anyone to, 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 to afflict him, that some people think is hell. There is a place created for the devil called everlasting death. So what I'm saying in essence is this. The knowledge you accrue educationally and become anything will take you not to everlasting life. When you die, you die with it. The, for, the, the word forget it. You, your children cannot even inherit anything about it. You understand? Even the certificate, useless after you are dead. Go with the word. But the knowledge you acquire in the true God and in the Christ Jesus, this knowledge you are exposing some of it, some of the things we should know to you now, we give you everlasting life with God in eternity without end, in bliss, joy, and in life, where there is no sorrow. This is the knowledge we are introducing to you. And what is this knowledge you are talking about? Literally, dictionary defines knowledge as the understanding of what is supposed to be secret about something or someone. Understanding of what is supposed to be secret about something or someone. So when we are talking about this knowledge that will give you everlasting life as recorded in John 17, 3 now, is about the true God. Everything that ought to have been secret about God and about the Jesus Christ that he sent is some are those things we are revealing now. And it's not as if we are the one revealing them. According to Romans 1.20, you know them already. It's only you don't give conditions. You don't want to know. And that is unfortunate. God is sending us, sending us to, to cause you to give attention to the most important knowledge that will cause you to live in eternity forever without going to everlasting damnation that is called the second death according to Revelation 2014. So when we open, let's open to Romans 1.20. I'm trying to say that it's not as if God, you know, we want to understand things secret about this true God. It's not about, and about the Jesus that he sent. I'm telling you, it's not as if you have not heard before. It's not as if you don't know that there is God. Even those that are claiming that there is no God, have no excuse. Listen to what the word of the Lord says in Romans 1 20. Forgive me. Romans 1 20. 
that is about this God that we are going to, we think we are introducing unto you. We are telling you, you have no excuse, you, have no, we are, you are only not giving cognizance of the most important knowledge that will give you everlasting life within. So Romans 1.20 says, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. Of who? Of this true God. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and God's head, so that they are without excuse. So that they are without excuse. If you look at, the, at nature, you will see God. A power behind something too much for you to understand is the God we are talking about. So what we are saying in essence is that it's not as if we are the one introducing to you, but that you have not been giving attention to the most important thing. Thank God for the knowledge you have been chasing about accruing, accruing, accumulating. They will perish with the world. But the one that will give you everlasting life, as we have read in John 73, is the true God. And we are saying you have no excuse. Everything in nature is revealing everything invisible about this true God. That is what we are telling you. And uh, everybody can be a witness of this that this God is giving you rain. Science has studied about rain. They tell us the water will, the sun will cause the water to form the vapor, go into the air. They, can, they form vapor in the air, condense. After some time, fall back as well. <laughs> but it is more than that. There is a power controlling the universe, and that is the true God. He is the creator of the universe. By the things you are seeing in nature, by the firmament you are looking at, by the sun that is rising and, and, and uh, setting every day, by the moon in the light, the stars in the galaxies, by everything all around you, the rivers, everything, the, the wondrous things in the sea, the marvelous things in the sea, science tells you, and you know that the world is not a perfect ball, but it is in the atmosphere. Nothing is holding it. And so also there are some orbits in their, in their line, rotating and rotating without anything holding them, and they never fall. You see, what we are saying in essence is that it's only you have not been paying attention to the most important knowledge you should acquire to have your, your, the breath of God in you, your soul to live forever. And that is the attention we are calling you to, that we should give cognition to it. So it's not as if it is totally new to you. Because of the rain that is falling, everything you're seeing in nature, the wonders of nature, it's only, this, it's only those that are revealed to science that science are discovered. New things are being discovered every day because nobody can discover everything. God cannot be exhausted. And with these things, we are telling you, you know God. You know Him. But we are only telling you 
give cognizance of this to this knowledge because lack of giving attention to that knowledge will lead to your destruction may that not be your portion in jesus name god has sent this to you and you, you don't trivialize anything so important anymore in the name of jesus so i've told you when we talk about lack of knowledge leads to destruction before we come to how destruction we are talking about let's just dwell on that social social a bit and see the destruction it will bring to you in times of death in the physical or death in the spiritual there are two types of death there are two types of death the first one is physical that is the one everybody knows when your spirit, the real you in, in this body that is called clay, goes out of, you are deceived, you are separated from this body, and this body is dropped into the clay or buried or acclimated in the land where they burn the body. They call it acclimatation or something. That is when the spirit is separated from the body. That is physical death. But that spirit, that your soul, that departs out of this body cannot die. It cannot die. It either goes to hell or goes to eternity to live with God. That is if you know the Christ that he has sent. That's the only thing that gives you life. To know the true God. So, that is physical death. But the spiritual death, are you listening? The spiritual death, you may be living, acquiring educational knowledge, acquiring all other knowledge you know about yourself, about the true God and the Jesus Christ that is sent. And yet, you may be spiritually dead. What do I mean by that? It happened in the in the in Eden. In, in Genesis 1, God created everything before he created Adam and Eve. And he gave them, he, he planted, the, there was the tree of life in the garden. And there was also the tree of the knowledge of evil and, and good in the midst, midst of the garden. He gave them the instruction. If, if everything in the garden except the tree of the knowledge of evil and good. And the instruction came, on the day you eat out of that tree of knowledge of evil and good, you will die. And you are, you're familiar with Genesis, the, the story in Genesis. I know. The, 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 the devil entered into the snake, deceived the woman to eat out of it and uh, gave to the husband. After the matter of eating the fruit, they did not fall and die to the way you will know death. That is, they did not die physically. They were still walking about. They, they, they decided to hide themselves when they heard the voice of God in the, in the, in the garden. 
they were ch later chased out of the garden. After that, they, they, they bore Cain and Abel. That is, physically, they were not dead. But spiritually, they were dead. How come they died? The moment they ate the fruit, the zoe of God in them. You know, you are, we are tripletized. We have this body that is clay, housing the soul, which is the real us, and the spirit, which is the likeness of God in us. For in the image of God and his likeness, we were made. So, the moment they ate the fruit, the connection between the soul, the real us, and the spirit was cut off. There was no more connection. No more. The light in the spirit area. You know, God is light. God is love. God is uh, holy and the rest of it. That thing that we used to share as soul and spirit in this clay was cut off. The flow of light from the spirit area became darkened. No more, no more, no more light. And the light of God in us was quenched by the eating of that fruit. Such that we don't have any connection with God again. Despite the fact that we're still walking around. When you see people that are that are groping in sin. They became natural. They are living. They think they are enjoying. But they are not sensitive to anything spirit. According to First Corinthians, let's go there. According to First Corinthians, they became natural. They lived after the flesh, after their own desire, after what their eyes can see, what their ear can hear. But hearing from the spirit, uh, keep uh, picking up the injunction of God from inside is no more there. So they became natural. Yeah, they were living, they were, they were walking around. That's spiritual death. Separation from God. Separation from God. First Corinthians 2, 14 confirms this and said, but the natural man Receive not the things of the spirit of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually designed. So, anybody in that state, because of the sinful state, his, his, his spiritual eyes is darkened, his understanding is darkened, his sensitivity is, 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 is dead. To anything spiritual. He detests anything spiritual. He runs after the world and the natural things. And he, he follows the dictate of his flesh. That is someone that is spiritually dead. Hmm? Then another death, another death or destruction is what is confirmed in Revelation 20.14. Revelation 20.14 says, And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. 
this is the second death. That is final separation from God. You know, anybody that is living in the flesh, his mind is, his, his spiritual eyes is uh, blind. His understanding about spiritual things is darkened. Doesn't, he's not even interested in anything spiritual. Anything connection with God doesn't bother him. He's not sensitive to the Holy Spirit. That one still living in this body that had not died physically still has hope. If only he will accept the Christ that is sent by God. Accept him as personal Lord and Savior. So you still have hope. You that is hearing him, that is not that you are defacing things of the spirit, you're not sensitive to the Holy Spirit, you don't want, you are not interested in spiritual things, you just want to live your life in the flesh, enjoy yourself, and you don't even know where you're going. You still have hope if only you accept Jesus Christ that died on the cross of Calvary as your Lord and Savior. And confess him so. Call him into your heart. For those that don't have hope anymore, is those that are caught into the everlasting fire that we read about in uh, Revelation 2014 that is called second death. That is total separation from God. It is everlasting damnation, no hope anymore. You will not, you will not get to that stage. You will not cry that is sent. Now because of the time, now that you know what it means to die or to be destroyed, you want to aspire for the knowledge that will give you eternal life. And that is knowledge of the true God. There are many gods that are worshipped by people today. Some people call them idols. Some people believe they are the true God. But I want to lead you to the true God. How do you know the true God? You know the, the true God is the God you come to through Jesus Christ crucified. The true God that you come to through the Jesus Christ sent into this world, born in Bethlehem. The one that was crucified at the outskirts of Jerusalem that shed his blood, that suffered on the cross for mankind. When you come through him to this God, you are the one that knows the true God. Because through Abraham, everybody in the world is from Abraham. Abraham has two sons. I don't want to talk much about that. But it was through Isaac. It is Isaac that is the child of covenant that will come through Sarah. That God knows about it. God knows about and wants to bring about. And it was based on Isaac, the child of covenant that will come through Sarah that God said in Genesis 12, 3. We may not read everything because we save time, but if you can check your Bible. In Genesis 12, 3, God said, through the seed of Abraham, uh, the, the families of the world will be blessed. So the other son had through, uh, to, uh, given to Abraham was from a late servant. God was not interested. It was the arrangement because they were not able to be patient enough. God did not have hand in that. It was done in the flesh. And it ends with the flesh. But through the covenant child that came through Sarah, the seed that came through the lineage of Isaac, Jacob, huh? David, you know, down, down the line. David, 
Joseph that was betrothed, that Mary was betrothed to, is Jesus Christ. So, he that enters into that covenant of Abraham through the lineage of Isaac until we get to Jesus Christ and knows the true and know God through that, he's the one that knows the true God. That is clear. You already know which knowledge are you looking for now? Knowledge of who? The true God. How do I know I'm serving the true God? When you come through Jesus Christ, the seed of the woman that was promised in Genesis 3, 15, that came through Abraham, through the knowledge of Isaac, in David, in Joseph, that, that Mary was betrothed. So you're serving the true God. But what, what, you know, many of us, listen, we think we know, whereas God is lamenting, according to Isaiah, I mean, Hosea, that my people, if you will call you, if God will say my people, it means you have something to do with God. It's not as if you are a total stranger. My people perish or are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. So if I have known the true God through the seed of the woman that came through the lineage of Isaac down to David, what else am I to know about this true God? What am I to know about this God? You have to know that God, you have to know the love of God. These are some of the things you have to know about this true God. Many Christians don't know God, but we go to church. We confess Jesus as Christ and Lord. We, we perform our religious activities sanctimoniously. But we are still perishing because of lack of knowledge. For us, what else am I to know about God? You need to know about God's love. You need to know about God's attributes. You need to know about God's hidden wisdom and the deliverance it wants for you. So that the devil will not keep on marching on you despite the fact that you said you were born again or you know Christ. And you need to know the promises of God, his laws, not just knowing them, giving attention to them, to, to be richly dwelling in them, meditating on them, and when situation comes, you use the word to pray, and your mountains be moved. Many of us are lacking this knowledge about this Lord. Well, this topic is why God will help you. Have you known this about God that God is love? First John, for we are taking who, what am I to know? What am I to know about the true God? Even if you are born again, so that I will not be destroyed because of lack of knowledge. First John, for a first John for a says he that loveth not knoweth not God. For God is love. Let's read seven so that you understand what they're saying. As as somebody born again, yet you are being destroyed because of lack of knowledge. What am I to know? You know to know that God is love. What am I to know about this love? Be love. Let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. For uh, eight, 
He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. You know, we have only two loves. Love your God, the Almighty God with everything in you. Your heart, your strength, your mind, your mind, everything. Then love your neighbor as yourself. The whole Bible is summarized. Now ask yourself, do I love my neighbor? God is telling you, you cannot love with mouth. You, you love with action. For example, your neighbor that you are commanded to love is lacking something and you have abundance of it. You see it, you did not provide. He even came to ask, he said, for example, it's cold. He doesn't have good cloth to keep him warm and you have as many as four sweaters or cardigans. Instead of giving one to show that love in action, you now say, go, my brother, God will keep you warm. After asking, you not give one out of the four. You are not loving. So we can, that our exposition is not on that today. But you must love your neighbor as yourself. Take paramount interest in the interest of your neighbor and his or her welfare. Not only in words, but in action. Read through, because over time, read through 1 Corinthians chapter 13 from verses 4 to 7. Then place yourself aside. Am I loving my neighbor as myself? Am I, is this, this description and the characteristics of this love in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 8, does it align with the kind of love I have for my neighbor? Then you'll be able to answer either you love or not. And the Bible says, if it does not, does not align, you have not known God as God of love. And there's need for you to know him as God of love. Because that's the language of heaven, where you're going eventually. You start to practice that love here or earth before you get there. So the first thing you must know about God is that he's love. And it's not possible to love God except you he that loveth not, that is your neighbor, knoweth not God, for God is love. Then another thing to know about the love of God is Romans 5 a. You know this is teaching. You need to open the Bible. Whatever we I can say today, that's what God wants you to hear. If I cannot exhaust my point or the same, the Holy Spirit will expand it in your heart. I will be mightily blessed in the mighty name of Jesus. So Romans 5a says the love of God, the love of God says, but God commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. If you don't see this as love, this is the, this is the ultimate of all love, in that for example, you have two children. One is obedient. The other one is so disobedient and recipient. A juvenile with juvenile delinquencies. Today he will be he will, he will, he will cause trouble in town. The police will look for your house. You will keep on troubling, having troubles over this child. So rebellious, so disobedient, not giving you rest. And yet, something happened that you need to maybe lay your life for that child. You will prefer to lay your life to the one that is obedient to you. Am I correct? That is if you can even lay down your life. 
first of all, this place is telling us that this is where the love of God is revealed in his, in his true image. That while we were yet rebellious, recipient, stubborn, stiff naked, everything bad and wicked, God gave us the best he had in heaven. His only begotten son. The only jewel in heaven. The only one born of God. All others that were our creators. The one that is born of the spirit because God is spirit is the only son. He has to give him his sacrifice for your sin. So that you will not die eternally in everlasting hell. So that you will be able to live with him if only you will believe. That is the ultimate of all love. Again, I read it here, hearing without repeating. God commended his love towards me, towards me, in that while we were yet sinners, rebellious, stiff men, disobedient, Christ died. Think about it here. So magnanimous, so deep, wide, glorious, wonderful. And the, the, the common memory verse, for God so loved the world, John 3, 16, that he gave his only, only begotten son. Hmm? That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So the knowledge you need to know is what you are knowing. If you know that the God that created you gave somebody for the ransom of the soul, so you are not totally separated eternally from him, you must love this God and appreciate him and take steps to come to him through this Jesus Christ that he has given unto you. And how do you, if you have known this about God that is love, we are coming. You need to know the, uh, the attributes of God. What do I mean by his attributes? What he is that no other king, no other person can be. For he created the kings, the princes, everybody mighty, the angels, even the Lord of the devil, everything. He created everything. So, what he is that no other person can be, no other spirit can be. What is God? You know him through the revelation in the world. So be acquainted with the Bible. Everything about the mind of God is revealed there, aside what you see in nature. You know more about God through his word. Acquaint yourself with the word and let the word dwell in you richly. Colossians 3.16 Meditate on it. Give your heart to it. But you can only know, do that when you know Christ. I'm coming to how you know Christ. Attributes of God. When you acquaint yourself with the Bible, you know that this is the God that makes way out of the mighty rescue. <laughs> Which no other person can do. Just with the breath of his nostrils. Can you see that? The, the God that makes way where there is no way. The God that specializes in all impossibility. The God, these are his attributes. Unto him nothing is impossible. Unto he that brought something out of nothing, like water out of the flinty rock, like raining food from heaven, and some other mighty work that no other person can do. And he's the only one holy, he's the only one that knows, he's the only one that uh, is wise, he's the only one that understands. 
what people don't understand, what nobody, you know, every mighty man on earth cannot know what is in my heart. It's not possible. But, and that is why God's judgment, that is why he's a just God. He doesn't judge by the sight or by the hearing, including his Jesus. The spirit, the one born of the spirit is God. Now, he, he, because he knows the motives and the intents of the heart behind every action and word. And he judges by that. No other person can be like him in that. A just God. Righteous, ever faithful. Ever, even when we, we, we are disobedient, we are doing everything against his laws and commands, he will still give us way. He will still make season to be. He will still do some other things that nobody can do. Ever faithful. Ever steadfast in love. These are some of the attributes of God. We can't exhaust it. Exhaust it. But when you acquaint yourself with the Bible and put your heart at it, hmm, you will know much about God. So these are some of the knowledge you should know about God. By the time you know <coughs> these attributes about God, you will know that He is the only one that can deliver you out of any situation through the Christ you sent. You know that there is no mountain, there is no trouble you are passing through. If you only know the Christ that is sent, that you cannot solve. And by the time you, you appreciate everything he has done, you'll be able to fulfill your destiny, to give him praise, to give him thanksgiving. So you need to have the full knowledge of God's attributes. And that can be done through his word. Then there's need for you to know the hidden wisdom of God. The hidden wisdom of God. There's a hidden wisdom of God. Let's just read them. 1 Corinthians 2, 7. I'm summarizing. <clears throat> you do your assignment and be deep about all this. Because you have limited time. Hmm? Okay, the Lord is not me. 1 Corinthians 2, 7. There's something hidden about God. And which we need to find out. The hidden wisdom of God. If you look at second Corinthians, I mean first Corinthians 2 7, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory. By the time you keep on reading that, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. If you, if you remember Matthew 11, 25, God was saying, he was praising God that he hid all these things from the princes in the world, those that accumulated knowledge in the flesh and think they knew. He was praising God that everything was hidden from them, but unto base were they revealed. Who are the base? Those that know the Christ that is sent at the base. They are the one that the light, the darkness of their heart is lightened up. And we'll be able to see in the spirit the hidden wisdom of God. Had these princes, then you know we have the prince of the power of the air, which is the demons and the devil and the Lucifer, the fallen one, that are controlling, the, they were controlling the mind of the Pharisees the Sadducees and the scribes that crucified Jesus. 
If they have known the hidden wisdom of God, they will not have crucified Jesus. They will have seen Jesus as the wisdom and power of God personified. But thank God for the hidden wisdom even in that crucifixion. It is through the hidden wisdom that the death of Christ that they crucified deliver those that are in the fear of death because of the hidden had the power of death. Do you understand what I'm saying? The hidden wisdom of God is in Christ. Knowing this Christ, you know the wisdom of God. Having a encounter with Jesus, accepting him as Lord and Savior, confessing him, and doing what we are suggesting, we reveal God to you. You will know God when you know the Son. And, and that is where you have life. That is why the, 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 your understanding that will be darkened because of sin. And because that sin is removed by the blood of Jesus Christ of the cross, because we believe the work of the cross, the sin will be removed, the power of sin will be destroyed, and that thing that has separated you from God, you, there will be connection again with your soul because of the power on, in the Jesus you invited into your heart as your Lord and Savior to deliver you from the power of sin, to deliver you from the power of the death of everlasting condemnation and hell. By the time you're delivered, and Jesus is invited into your heart, and you accept him as Lord and Savior, you, you allow him to take over your heart. You allow him to take over everything about you. Then, the separation on the inside you from the soul and the spirit, which is the, God, the likeness of God in you, will be connected again. And the zoe of God will flow from the spirit area into the soul and you start to live. And the darkness covering your soul that makes you disconnected is now removed. And the light of God on the, uh, is from the spirit area will, will start to blaze your soul like a candle lighted. And you are alive in the spirit. Praise God. So Christ is the power of God, is the wisdom of God hidden to those people that were killing him that were learning him. If they had known him as the wisdom of God, as God in the, in the flesh, if they had known him as the, as, the, as the wisdom and power and everything God is, as life and resurrection, they would not have crucified him. But there's a, thank God, it was hidden to them. They did not know the Christ. But at the same time, even in the crucifixion, there is a hidden secret. At the death of Jesus, as, as they nailed him and he died. The cross where he died broke the head of the devil that has the power of death and have been putting people in the bondage of fear because of death. Because of the fear of death, many people have been going to court. They have been seeking power where they ought, to know, they ought not to seek power because they fear death. And the, 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 the devil was, was boasting of himself that Nobody can deliver you from my hand. I have you. Come and get power from me so that you live long. Eventually, you will use them as, as if as Christmas chicken. You give everything to Christmas chicken only to be killed. So this is what the devil has been doing to me because of fear of death. According to Hebrews 2.15, they, they put themselves, they, they, they plug into themselves into idol worshiping, into finding power where there's no where there's no real power and eventually they became bound and they became captivated and and 
and, and went into statues of the heat that had the power of death. But the secret and the hidden wisdom is that despite the fact that it was hidden to them that Jesus is the power of wisdom of God and the healing, that death broke the head of the devil and took the key, uh, the key of authority from him that he stole from man in Eden. You know, when God created you in Eden, he said, be fruitful, multiply, dominate everything created. I think that is Genesis 2.27, if I'm not mistaken. Or maybe 1.27. That way was where you are to be the prince of the world. But because of the sin of disobedience, the devil that deceived them was able to be on top and claim himself to be the prince of the world and the woman being underneath. But because Jesus was able to die, the hidden wisdom is that because of that death, the heat that had the power of death, which is the devil that had been putting people in statute and captivity, his head was broken. And Jesus was buried. He went to them where they were imprisoned, and according to Jude, before Revelation. And he took the kill authority scroll from man. Whosoever now received this Christ, who is the is the sent by this true God, you now come back to your position of the prince of the world above the devil. Let's see what you are in Colossians. The moment you receive Christ as the he, you believe in the work of the cross, you confess your sins, you forsake them after acknowledging yourself a sinner, you call Jesus in, you accept him as the Lord that you'll be listening to, that will be directing your life, you give your heart, your life to him. And you accept him as your Lord and confess him. I mean, your Savior, saved from power of sin, saved from power, uh, the, the death and hell that the sin will have pushed you to, my Savior. When you do that sincerely after confessing your sin, there's, you are delivered, the, 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 the spirit of life in Christ deliver you from the power of sin and death. And sin will have no dominion over you again. Do you know you now become the prince of the world the moment you accept the Christ that is sent? See what you are in Christ. I will not be able to quote everything. There are many. But let me just give you an example. That moment, that is uh, Colossians 1 20. Uh, Colossians, sorry. Colossians 1 1. Let's see whom you are in Christ the moment you accept Christ. I'm encouraging you to have the knowledge of the God. These are the things you should know about this Christ. He has done everything for you on the cross of Calvary. Just believe him. Just accept him. Walk in his blood. Accept him as Lord and Savior. Then you take your position back. Be fruitful. Multiply. Be in dominion over everything flying in the air, over the beasts of the land over everything in the sea, everything created by God. Then, this is you through Christ. But, uh, Colossians 1.20 And having made peace, you know when you confess your sin and say, I'm sorry, I'm guilty, you are appeasing God. When you come through Christ and say, because Jesus has done for me on the cross of Calvary, I believe what he has done for me. He has, he has carried my grief, carried my sin, carried my condemnation i believe the work of the cross therefore lord because of christ have mercy i wash his blood and all the things you have confessed 
you now wash them all with the blood, they will, be, they will not be remembered anymore. That's the promise of God, you cannot lie. Now, at that point, you have made peace through the blood of his cross by him to reconcile all things unto himself. God will now reconcile you to himself by him, by that is by Jesus. Whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. In fact, where I was looking, where I was looking for says that now that you are in Christ, you are seated in, now that you are self-Christ, Jesus at the right hand of God now as a high priest is praying for us. The moment you accept Christ, you are in Christ at the right hand of God, above all principalities, powers, spiritual, every demon, even the Lucifer. You are in Christ at the right hand of God, they are under you. You take back the key, key of authority stolen from angel from you because you have come to the true God through Christ. God is pleased with you. You take your position at the right hand of God in Christ. And every other power is under you. Then you start to reign, do, and rule and dominate. I think you love that. So, these are the things you should know about this true God and Jesus Christ through your son. Having said that, there are other things you should know about this God. The, you know we talk about the hidden wisdom. Jesus is the wisdom of God's power hidden from those that killed him. And even that death is a hidden wisdom. Through death, you are delivered from everlasting death. You are delivered from the power of sin. You are delivered from the, uh, the, the braggado of the devil. You now come above him. It's a hidden wisdom of God. There are more hidden wisdom of God discovered through the word of God. Then, another thing you need to know about this God, the knowledge you have to know about his promises for you now that you are in Christ. His promises for you. When you don't know, know, know this, the devil will be cheating you. Let me give you an example. In Numbers 13, for example, Numbers 13, God promised Adam, I mean, sorry, Abraham, that I will give you the land of Canaan. He transferred the promise to Isaac in Genesis 26. I will give you everything land of Canaan from River Euphrates to the Red Sea. You know, that vast land. Again, he repeated the promise to Jacob and down, 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 down the line. As their seed, as their descendants move on, he kept on promising them. And God had in the mind to, 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 to bring to pass that promise. And at the, at the right time, the Israelites are now in Egypt as servants. They are being tortured and maltreated. God raised Moses to go and deliver them. And now to now take them to the land he has promised to their forefathers. And they were miraculously delivered. Ten plagues. Pharaoh that did not want to let them go pushed them out. And but as they were going, they got to the Red Sea. You know, you knew the miracle that happened at the Red Sea, taking them down to the Canaan to fulfill that promise. I'm saying you need to know the promise of God. You need to know God, and the true God, and His promises as a born again Christian. If you don't know His promises, you'll be destroyed. It is lack of knowledge. That is why we are considering briefly Numbers 13. The, the descendants now, they, they had it, but they did not put it as heart, and that is our problem. 
the born again Christians. The reason why we are being destroyed because of lack of knowledge is not as if we have not heard about it. It's not about we have, we have not read about it. It's not about somebody has not preached about it. But we don't retain them in our memory. We don't retain God and his promises and the knowledge about him in our heart through constant meditation in the world that we are hearing or reading. That is why we hear, we forget. It's, it's something that you don't put at heart. You don't give cognizance to. You don't count a point time. You neglect. You get, don't give diligent attention to. That you easily forget. That is where your own lack of knowledge comes in. It's not as if you have not heard about it. But not retaining it in your memory. Because of constant meditation is our problem. And it can destroy you. Listen to this. In that uh, it can destroy anybody. Not you in Jesus' name. Because that will not be your portion. Forgive me. Now, look at, we won't, we won't read anything. You know the story there. When they were approaching this thing that God had promised to Abraham, Jacob, Isaac, down, 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 down the line. Even David. When they were approaching the line, they sent spies. Ten of them. I know, twelve. They sent twelve spies. Part of them were, were Joshua and Caleb. Making twelve. They went to the land. In fact, they saw it is the land flowing with Matahani. But because they didn't keep the promises of God at heart, that is the knowledge now. The knowledge of the promises. Look at what happened. I won't read everything, please, because it's a long story. But you can read Numbers 13 and 14 and see what happened to them. So, but we are going to Numbers 13, uh, 13 32. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to, to search it, is a land that eateth up the inhabitants. Look at thereof. And all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature, giants. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak. Which come of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. Look at that. So, and so we were in their sight. It's not about you, it's about the God backing you up. It's about the God carrying you along. That you see, not the giant, not the problem, not the affliction, not whatever you're looking at. But they missed it here because they did not keep the knowledge of God. The knowledge of what God did at the Red Sea, the knowledge of his miracles all through the all the all through the land, and the miracles of the promise that I will give you the land. Because they did not go know God about his attributes that there's nothing he cannot do. There's nobody he cannot destroy. There's no giant that can stand before him. Because they did not keep this knowledge, they did not retain it. It's not as if they don't they did not hear about it. They did not retain it and meditate and be part of them and believe it. They were eventually destroyed. Look at that. So that is the lesson you're learning. So as a born again Christian, what to hear, especially when it comes from the Bible, take it too serious. That is your life. That is your life. And see it as your life. And let your spirit hang upon it. So 33, eventually, let me just read, uh, let me just read, eventually, those 10 spies, let me just read Numbers 13, 14. Eventually, those ten spies anoint 
anger the Lord that all the miracles that they're doing are they up to this giant? All those that have destroyed before you before you got to this place are they up to this giant? So you don't have my knowledge. You don't keep it in her at heart. It's annoying. Do you know? Even the little children they were they were they were concerned about our children will be will be devoured will be devoured by this giant. Our wives will be this and that. God preserved them and made them enter. Uh, Joshua and Caleb that believe that knew that had the knowledge of God, that kept the promises of God, that kept His mighty acts at heart. That is that is the knowledge of God for you. That kept it at heart, meditate on it, believe it. Believe the promise given to Abraham. Believe that the mighty God that parted the rest, he can do this too. They were able to enter the land. Can you say that? All the ten spies were immediately destroyed. That is, it was not even gradual. Uh, in verse 33, oh, sorry. Uh, 40, 40, let me see 33. 1433, let me see. Um, uh -huh. And your children, you know, th th those 10 spies were killed immediately. Your children shall wander in the wilderness 40 years and bear your wardens until your carcasses be wasted in the wilderness. That's the whole congregation. But, but the 10 spies were destroyed immediately. They died immediately. That is destruction. Because of what? Because they did not keep the mighty acts of God at heart. Because they did not know God by his heart to God that there's something he cannot do. There's nobody that he cannot face and handle and some other thing. And because they did not keep the promise that he that promised has the power to fulfill it. He has given the promise to Abraham, he will fulfill it. So that was what happened to them. <laughs> I'm, I'm there. Uh, Numbers 14 37. Even those men that did bring up the evil report, that, those are the 10 spies. Numbers 14 37. Even those men that did bring up the evil report upon the land died by the plague before the Lord immediately. But the whole Israel were rigmaroing. Uh, no, no. Uh, uh, they were destroyed. The ten were, they died of plague. I can't call you one or two. The, the, the plague came upon them and they died. For their generation and the other people that were crying and murmuring, even when Joshua and Caleb was trying to, to tell them about God can do it, they were ready to stone them. All of them, all the men, eh? up and there, they died after 40 years. They were roaming about, roaming about, and all of what all of them died. That is um, Numbers 32, 13. For 40 years they were they were roaming about, rigmaroing. It was the Lord that was killing them. They didn't know the way. Eventually, at the spot they started, they will come back to that spot again. They will come rigmaroing until all of them died. Their children now went in into the Canaan land. So what am I saying? They didn't put God at heart. They didn't retain his knowledge. What they know about him, the mighty acts, his promises, believing it, hanging on it, ruminating on it, confessing it. You know, because they didn't do that, they were destroyed because of lack of knowledge. So when we talk about lack of knowledge, it's not totally not knowing God. It's about not 
taking cognizance of whatever he has given unto you. And that, that is what concerns the, the born again ones. God wants you to come out of your lack of knowledge or not forgetting his law. In Hosea, in Hosea 46, every complaint about God is that they hear, but they do not hear. They only, they only hear, they will not listen. They, did, they didn't apply it to, they didn't keep it. They forget it and they were after the word, the word, they become natural. And their heart became hardened and started to do things that are not normal. Romans 1, 28. So, Romans 1, 20, because they have rejected the knowledge of God, God leads them to reprobate, uh, reprobate mind, to be doing what is, what is unlawful, what is not, what is not palatable, uh, and all forms of sin, all things are listed. So the Lord will deliver us. And for the ones that are not, are not know the true God through Christ and the Christ that he sent, you may be ignorant of all these things we are saying. Uh, according to Acts 17.30, God says, the time of ignorance you overlook, for he's calling you to repentance, to come unto the true God through Christ. Look at the nature. Just believe the simple story that somebody died in your place and paid the price for your sin. And if you come through that person, believing in the work that he did on the cross of Calvary, confessing, your, acknowledging that you're a sinner, confessing, forsaking, applying the blood to wash away the, 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 the sin, calling him to your heart, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, calling him to your, uh, uh, opening your heart, allowing him to come in to be the Lord of your life, your Savior from sin and hell, and you pray for mercy for the forgiveness of your sin, the Spirit will bear witness with the Spirit uh, that you're forgiven, and then you reconcile with your God and start to enjoy his blessing. Acquaint yourself with the word so that you know more about this God and Jesus that you sent. God bless you. That's how far we can go. God bless you. We thank God for that. God bless you, uh, my sister. Uh, I want to really uh, call my attention, my attention there that really moved. I mean, what moved me as he was teaching is about this case of the children of Israel. In that number is chapter 14 where she read for us. Uh, you said, you see, in verse 30, you said, Doubtless, you shall not come into the land concerning which I swear to you to, to make you dwell therein, save Caleb the son of Jephunneh and Joshua the son of Nun. But your little ones, which you said should be prayed, will I bring in, and they shall know the land which ye have despised. But as for you, your carcasses shall ye suffer. They shall fall in this wilderness. And your children shall wander in the wilderness 40 years and bear your wardens until your carcass be wasted in the wilderness. After the manner of the days in which you sacked the land, even 40 days, each day for a year, shall you bear your iniquity, even 40 years, and ye shall know my breach of promise. Which means that if the Lord gave a promise in the scripture, you know everything about the Lord's promises, they cannot work for you except you know who God is and what He can do. And what He hates and what He do and what He likes. It is only the knowledge of God that keeps you intact in achieving every promises that God has given written in His word. 
Now, these people, they wasted their years, 40 years instead of 40 days. God, look, it was, the Lord took the decision of journeying for 40 days because of the lack of knowledge. Which means that your journey in life can be bad and can be, can be, can be uh, uh, retarded, can be elongated. You can, you can be rigmaroing on the same spot. Whereas you have to move ahead, and what is really destroying us, as it destroyed them then, was because they lacked the knowledge of who God is. Who God is. If you don't know your God, you will suffer and you will perish. The Bible said, the people that know, who knows their Lord, their God shall be what? Shall be strong and do exploits. No, it is when you know the Lord and you know what who He is and what He can do that you can enjoy every benefit of His glory, of His power, of His knowledge, of His understanding. Everything that God is is exposed and 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 and, and uh, uh, expressed to you through the Word of the Lord, because everything that God is, He did not keep it close to any one of us. It's only that we did not tune unto God. You see, like radio that we operate in our houses, there are informations in the air that radios, the radio collects. Uh, because there is a medium in the radio that connects with the information in the air. So if there is no life in that radio, if there is no that thing in that radio, it wouldn't connect anything, give us information. Even our television in our houses. We raise our antenna before we be able to receive them, those information. Now, in the spirit also, if your spiritual antenna is not raised, and if the element of the life of God is not found in you, there is no way you can know who he is. There is no way you can come to his knowledge. And the knowledge of God is that which keeps you alive and keeps you going. Until you acquire and you know this knowledge of God personally, you encounter God personally. Paul was doing what he was doing at his own time against God, thinking that he was doing it in favor of God. Until God revealed himself unto Paul on the way to Damascus. Many of us are like Paul. We held on things that we believe. Not knowing that things that we believe and thought it is right was wrong and they are the one that is killing us. Now, when Paul's eyes was open, was was rendered blind for some time. It means that he thought that he had been seen and he had known everything about God and he was serving God. But God blindfolded him and made him to be blind for three days, for some days. And then during that time, he meditated on who he was really and why he did not know God. That he lacked the knowledge to know that he was not serving God. It became a kind of, it made him to repent. It made him to, made him to be humble. There are a lot of us, I pray we will not pass through what Paul passed through before we begin to know God. Amen. And many of us, even what God, what Paul passed through, we are, most of us are passing through more than that for lack of knowledge of God. May the Lord help us. Whoever you are, be you a Christian, a minister of God, in fact, this scripture that we read in the book of Osha chapter 4 was written for the ministers of God who did not know God and they did not know God the people of God under them are being destroyed 
Many ministers of God are teaching people the shallow knowledge about God that they knew. And ministers of God must go to the depth of who God is before he can become a mouthpiece of God, a correct mouthpiece of God. Even we that we are teaching you here right now, we know little than other people that have depth deeper into the knowledge of God and us. We cannot teach beyond what we know. We cannot inform people beyond what we know about God. And also, you cannot enjoy God beyond what you know about Him. The Bible said in the book of, uh, in the book of uh, Psalm 42, He said, Deep call it unto the deep. Deep call it unto the deep. There is a depth of God that God has exposed to every one of us and He wants us to delve into, delve into that knowledge of Him. So that our is deep, we call unto our deep, and our deep, we call unto God's deep, or God's depth, because God is deep. God is what? God is deep. And anybody who wants to know him, there, is, there have not been anybody that has exhausted in the, exhausted, is exhausted in knowing God. It is only the, only the little we know about him, about him, that sustains you in life. And that's the reason why we must know better than what we know. We must have better than what we have. We must understand better than who, than what we have, than what we know about God for now. And that is what God is calling us onto. And that is what we are crying about. Hallelujah. To God be the glory in the name of Jesus. Ephesians chapter one verse forty, chapter one verse seventeen says something. He said that the God of our, of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom, numa, a knowledge of personal knowledge. He's talking about spirit of wisdom. That spirit, you see, the spirit that is written there is written in small letter, meaning that your own personal knowledge about God, your own personal achievement, what you know about God, what you understand about Him, that is what he called numa. Amen. And revelation in the knowledge of him there is this revelation of god that you have to know there is this attainment of the knowledge of the level of knowledge that you have, have, to, you have to attain about god that you may that may make you to be what to be to, 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 to be to be strong and to have and, and, to, and to be bold even to face the issue of life even to even to arrest the enemy of your life and whatever situation that you are passing through because whenever trouble or problems of life present themselves to us, they present, they present themselves to us with great noises and great, uh, what do I call it now? And great, uh, 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 with great fear. In order for us to, to look at them as if they are mountains that cannot be run over. But I want to tell us that when you know God, when you realize who God is, and you understand God, and you uh, and the knowledge of God is in your heart. You become strong. You become strong on the inside because there is this spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. You have revelation in the knowledge of God. Ephesians three three. The Bible says something there. Huh? And Paul said, "He said, out that thy revelation he made known unto me the mystery." There is a mystery about what you have come to this earth for that you must understand from God. He made known unto me by revelation. 
the mystery. There is a mystery about what you are passing through now, about what you are experiencing right now. There is a mystery under it that you must search out. The Bible also confirms it in, 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 in the scripture, in, in, in the book of Psalms. Hallelujah. Uh, he, 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 he said, uh, in fact, it flew from my head. Now, I will, I will quote it later. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm minding the, I'm minding the time here. The Lord helps in Jesus' name. So, the book of Psalms presents God to us as somebody we have to know. He said, the heart of man is the candle of the Lord. If the Lord, if there is anything about God that you have to know, it is from within you that the Lord himself will lighten that candle. But if you don't present yourself before God and you don't encounter him personally, it may be difficult for you to grasp the understanding of what you have to do and what you want to do and of what you are, of how you want, how you ought to go and what you have to take decision upon. You see, in every decision of life also, we need God. We need His understanding. That's the reason why we used to tell ourselves whenever we want to do anything, we should pray before and then receive from God the direction. How will you now know the direction of what to do on that year without knowing that God? God is calling you to know Him, to know Him better, to have personal knowledge about Him. Philippians 3.10 says that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His suffering being made conformable unto his death, that I may know him. That should be your prayer. That is, should, be, should, be your, should, be your, should be your aspiration, that you may know him. Hallelujah. And also, finally, First John chapter 5, verse 20 says, And we know that the Son of God has come, and has given us an understanding that we may know him, that is true. And that we are, we are in him, that is true, even in his son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God. And the true God has presented himself unto us in his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Everything you want to know about God, I am. I am for, I'm for that. This is what I am come for. Because I am the way, I, the way you want to take in life, I am that way, Jesus Christ said. The truth. The truth you want to know about life and about yourself and about God, I am. Hallelujah. Amen. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Even your own very life. I am your life. If you don't have Jesus Christ in your life, in your heart, and you have not known him as the, as the way, the truth, and the life that you need or not, you are not really living at all. You are to God, to God, you are dead. You are being destroyed by lack of knowledge. To God, if that is your position, if, it, if that is your level, then you have been destroyed because you did not know Him, the author of your life. And God has given us Jesus Christ. When God made this word, finally, because, because we are rounding up, hallelujah. When God made this word, hallelujah, uh, he, made, he made this word and He made it on the foundation of light let there be light and the light came amen and when the light came god began to to do everything he wanted to do on earth so there is all of us the same way if you want to live in this life without the light without the knowledge because knowledge is light knowledge is light 
and the opposite of knowledge is what? Is darkness. The opposite, like opposite of light is darkness. Anybody that is living in darkness did not know left nor right. Even did not know what is coming to, what is coming against him and what is coming for him. Hallelujah. So that's the reason why when God created this light, he created, he created it, created it what? He created it in the light and made the foundation made this world to be founded in the light which means that we in this world all of us in this world must not live and we cannot live successfully here without understanding without the knowledge of god we are calling you to that knowledge right now the knowledge of the son of god the bible said in the book of first john chapter uh, chapter 5 verse 12 he that had the son had life and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. Hath not life. He that hath the Son hath life. The Son of God. He that hath him has life. Amen. And he that does not have the Son of God hath not life. You want life? Jesus Christ, the Bible said in the book of, in the book of John that he is the light that shineth every man that cometh unto the world. He is the light that shineth every man that cometh into the world. Jesus Christ is the light that shines your life. Without the light of Jesus in your life, in your heart, you are, you, you, are still, you are still open and exposed to destruction that we are talking of here. May the Lord deliver us in Jesus' name. And even if you are a servant of God or you are a child of God, it is the knowledge, it is the depth of the knowledge that you have about God that is sustaining you right now that you are living, the level of knowledge of God that you know is what you are enjoying now. Why don't we go for extra? Why, why don't we go extra mile for, 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 for acquiring this knowledge of God? Through salvation, by being saved, by receiving this life of Jesus Christ in our heart, because the moment the life of Jesus is imparted unto us, it is the life of God. The Bible said he is the, Jesus Christ is the light that lighted every man that comes into the world. When Jesus Christ comes on the inside of you, it, he comes as light of God for this world that lightens your light, that lightens your way. And he will lighten your way even through to eternity. And this is the essence of the knowledge that we are talking of. Knowing God, knowing his son, having his son in your life, ruling in your life and your, and your heart. And when you have that, we are not we are, we are we're not really calling unto sinners only this, this day. We are calling unto all of us, even as sinners, who have not known God as we ought to know him. I too, this word of God touched me. That the knowledge that I have, and I'm even teaching about you, about, about God today, is the level of the little knowledge. It is based on the little that I knew about God. Hallelujah. May the Lord help us to go more deeper and next time I to have this knowledge of God. And to, have, to acquire knowledge of God, you have to have the life of Jesus Christ in you. That is essence. And when you have Christ in you, His Holy Spirit will come on, on the inside of you. And He will be giving you the light and directions through life. Don't you need Jesus Christ in your life? Why don't you receive Him as your personal Lord and Savior right now? Why don't you take decision? Why don't you open your heart? Have you, have you think you have really know God as you have to know Him? No including myself i've not known him and i have to know him i have to know him i have to know him that i may know him is my prayer that i may know him and the power of his resurrection 
there is something that is misty about the resurrection of, resurrection of Jesus Christ. There are, there are a lot of mysteries in this world that the Holy Spirit of God, whom Jesus Christ said, he will send unto us, and he, 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 he even promised that Holy Spirit as if it is himself that is coming back. He said, I will come, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come unto you. He said, the spirit of truth that I'm going to send unto you, we will remember your things that I, that I, 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 what I have taught you. Amen. You see, the Lord himself has given us, God in Jesus Christ and Christ in the Holy Ghost has given us everything that we need to have and to know about God through the knowledge of him. Hallelujah. I want us to pray this prayer. The Lord, the Bible said, I want us to pray with that Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Oh Lord, give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Oh Lord, give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. I want to know you. I want to have you. I want to I want to I want to attain a new knowledge about you. Please, Lord, give me a revelation. Paul, Paul says something he said in Ephesians 33. The Lord have used that scripture for me one day, one time about my own ministry or so. The Lord just spoke that word into my ears. How that I mean the Lord said Ephesians 33. Uh, the Holy Spirit said Ephesians 33. I went to open that scripture. It has become a part of my life and the understanding that I have today. Everything that I know about God today was based on that fact, on that word, because I really prayed that prayer. He said, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery. When I read that scripture, the Lord said, ask me of the mystery of the call that I had for you, the mystery behind it. Hallelujah. And if I lack that knowledge and the mystery about my calling, it means that I will do another man's ministry. And there are a lot of ministers that are doing another man's ministry. You need this prayer. Yes. When the Lord opened it, it was I mean, this uh, Paul that the Lord gave that scripture to, and that, that, that wrote that scripture, who said, and God made known unto me the mystery by revelation. Every one of us need this mystery by revelation. And if you don't encounter God, if you don't have God, there is no way he can make you to understand to the level you have to understand, then you have to ask the Lord, give me this spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. In the knowledge of you. If that is the only prayer you are praying in this, after this message, it is enough, enough for you. Because the Lord can lead you if you have not been saved also, he can lead you to salvation even here right now. Yes, whoever you have, every knowledge, level of knowledge that you have, forget about them. Do as if you have not known anything about God. Hallelujah. Just act as if you have not known anything about God at all. There is a mystery there. When you know a mystery, there are mystery behind mysteries. And mystery behind mystery. Mystery behind mystery. And mystery just continue like that until you know God. You may not know those mysteries. When I told you that the Lord gave one to me that, that scripture in Ephesians 33, he want me to pray. And I pray that prayer. What I am doing today, and every ministry that I have received, it was because of that prayer. Amen. The Lord gave me to understand that I am not like other ministers. And I must not look at any side 
my left or nor right, but to look ahead, or I mean, above, unto God only. And the Lord led me to understand fully what my ministry is. And I'm in it. And I'm enjoying it. In fact, he, oh my God, that is, what I, my, that is what my life is based upon now. The reason why the Lord is keeping me alive is because I'm, I'm doing the ministry that God has given unto me. If I'm doing another man's ministry, the Lord might have taken me away. Hallelujah. But because I stand the knowledge of whom God is, and whom, what my ministry is, and what I've been called to do, and that is what we are doing right now, you have to find it out also. Pray this prayer again. Say, Lord Jesus, give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. I want to know you than, than I know you now. Lord Jesus, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. God, you have given me Jesus Christ, the light of my world, the light of the world. And Jesus Christ has given me himself on the cross of Calvary. He paid the price that I might not die in darkness, that I might not die in lack of knowledge, that I might not be destroyed. Jesus, come into my life. Come into my heart. Give me knowledge. Give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Lord, give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Lord, give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Give me the pneuma, the inner knowing, the inner understanding, the inner knowledge about you. It is the inner knowledge, the level of the knowledge that I have inside about you that keeps me going, that keeps me alive. Lord, I want to be alive. I don't want to be destroyed. Lord, help me in the name of Jesus to have this, this deeper knowledge about you that I ought to have. Oh, Lord, help me in the name of Jesus. Lord, help me, Lord, help me. Lord, help me in the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, give me the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Lord, all that I know now, I want to know better. I want to know better that I may know you and the power of your resurrection. There are things you have to know that you have not known. I want us to pray that Lord will reveal himself unto us. Reveal yourself unto me, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Because I want to be made conformable unto what you want me to be conformed with. Lord, just help me in the name of Jesus. Lord, help me out. Give me the knowledge of you in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father Lord. We bless the Lord in Jesus' name. In Jesus Christ's mighty name we pray. Please continue with this prayer on your own. As for the Holy Spirit, as for the Holy Spirit's knowledge, let the Spirit, Holy Spirit inspire you. Inspire the wisdom of God in you. Inspire in you the new knowledge about God that you have not known. The Holy Spirit is available. He's here with us. He's listening to our he's, he's the one that is that is even preaching this message. Hallelujah. And he wants to give us new light about himself, about and about Christ and about God and about ourselves. You can approach the Holy Ghost if you have given your life to Jesus Christ. If you have not, receive Jesus Christ as your as your, as your way, truth, and the life. Say, confess Jesus Christ, Lord Jesus, I confess you as my way, true life. 
I confess you as my truth that I need. True life. I confess you as my life. Even true life. Lord, help me in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, have mercy upon me. Forgive me of all my sins. Deliver me from lack of knowledge. Take me out of darkness and bring me into your light today. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. If you have taken the decision to follow the Lord Jesus Christ, I congratulate you. If you have called Jesus Christ in your life, you can do the same even after this program. Just ask Jesus to come on the inside and come away by His Holy Spirit on the inside of you. And something will happen when you pray that prayer. We have the authority of the Lord to say this to you. And if you follow it, it will, it will work for you. That will be the basis of your knowledge, of the every knowledge you have to know about God. If you do not know Him, this is how to know Him. The Lord will bless you in the name of Jesus. We thank God for this message today. And we bless the Lord for teaching us, for taking us thus far. We have no much time again. We bless the Lord that the Lord himself has taught us through our teacher today. All of you that entered the studio, the Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I don't know how to call this name, but uh, I don't know the kind of this. Okay. P-Z-T-J-X-U-W-A. God bless you. You entered the studio. A lovely girl. You entered. God bless you. Glory, you enter the studio, you are a lovely girl, and, uh, and even the one and my, that my brother or the fellow that we just read his name there, was, was called his name there, is our regular follower and listener. The Lord bless you. Glory also. The Lord bless you. Blue sky. Yes, all of you, we know you. God bless you. Death none. Mon human. Yeah. God bless you. Abbas. Awudu. God bless you, all of you. Please download our message on uh, BeFruitfulFamily.com and there you can listen better to us. Please pray this prayer. Even you can pray this with fasting. That God will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. In the knowledge of Him. This is the prayer of the hour. And this is the prayer of this season. And this is the prayer that fits in for all days. For us not to die and be destroyed with ignorance. Lord, give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. If you pray that prayer, even if sinners pray that prayer, the Lord will do it for him. The Lord will open his eyes of understanding to know the Lord. That is our prayer today. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray that, Lord, you will give all of us that are listening to this message the spirit of wisdom and knowledge and revelation in the knowledge of God. We receive for us, for all of us, including myself, that I'm praying, Holy Spirit, give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Baptize us, O God, with the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Cause our deep Cause our deep to call unto your deep. Make us deep. And cause us to find your depth, O God. Cause us to find your depth, O God. Cause us to find your depth, O God. Cause us to come out of what we thought is depth that you have known now. To your own depth that we ought to know. Take us from ignorance. Take us, from, take us away from deception of the devil. That made us to settle as if we have known everything we ought to know. Lord, help us in the name of Jesus. 
as lighting a candle of our heart and of our lives to understand you more and to delve more into, into knowing you. Lord, help us in the name of Jesus. Help us in the name of Jesus. We that minister and those that are hearing, all of us, visit us in the name of Jesus. With new knowledge, new understanding about you, O oh God, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. That mystery that we ought to know about you, we pray that, Lord, your grace will deliver them unto us. In the name of Jesus, the grace to know those mysteries, we receive in the name of Jesus. Those deaths about you, we, we receive in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We bless you, Lord. We bless you for our teacher that you have used for us today. We pray that, Lord, you are not how you are not our more and more, and you give us more grace in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We bless your name. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. The Lord bless you, dear. We pray that the Lord God Almighty who has caused you to join us today will cause you to download our messages through. Amen. Hallelujah. The Lord will bless you. The Lord will multiply you in the name of Jesus. Remain blessed and remain rapturable in the name of Jesus. Yes, God bless you. God bless all of us in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. To God be the glory. Thank you.